Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unwelcome Podcast. Wanted to jump on a minute and talk about uh, the Oklahoma football coach, uh, Kale Gundy, who just resigned for using shameful and hurtful words in a film session. I've been doing some conversating online and, and with people in the community, and I want to explain something to you that what I want to explain is that this is all part of the CRT DEI culture that OU has embedded into all parts of campus life. Okay. And it must be noted that coach Gundy resigned. uh, The story is that coach Gundy resigned of his own volition. And Although we can all guess what the word is that he used, what is missing here is the context and what DEI culture, CRT DEI culture, embeds into the discourse on a campus will result in this kind of anti-contextual punishment of officials, even when it comes to OU's most prized cash cow, which is OU football. Make no mistake that Coach Gundy is an example here. He's meant to be an example. Make no mistake that it is my, well, it is my belief, I have no confirmation of this, that the OU administration down to OU President Haraz and the Board of Regents probably demanded his resignation and did so without at all ex- uh, without at all taking into account the context of what happened so i'm going to go through and read this just so we get the so we do get the context at least how it's presented and let me get rid of this ad here so Here we go. Longtime Oklahoma wide receiver coach Gail Gundy resigned on Sunday night in the wake of what he described as an incident during a team film session. Gundy, who has been in the program since 1999, said in a lengthy statement that he accidentally read, read one particular word that I should never, under any circumstances, have uttered during a film session last week. And this is his statement. Last week, this is Coach Gundy's um, words, quote, Last week, during a film session, I instructed my players to take notes. Gundy said in a statement, in part, I noticed a player was distracted and picked up his iPad and read aloud the words that were written on his screen. The words displayed had nothing to do with football. One particular word that I should never, under any circumstances, have uttered was displayed on that screen. In the moment, I did not realize what I was reading, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. I want to be very clear. The words that I read aloud from that screen are not my words. What I said was not malicious. It wasn't even intentional. Still, I am mature enough to know that the word I said was shameful and hurtful, no matter my intentions. And then here's the tweet, the full statement from Coach Gundy. 
Now, let's get something straight here. OUDEI teaches one overarching principle that applies to almost everything. It teaches that impact always supersedes intent. Okay? So when Coach Gundy is talking about his reading of the word that was written by the student, and that he didn't fully take in what he was reading as he was reading it. This is a common tactic for teachers, right? Have you ever had a teacher walk in, or coaches, have you ever had a teacher walk in and you're passing notes, and the teacher picks up the note and reads it aloud in an effort to say, hey, don't pass notes in my class, don't take notes that are not having to do with the subject, stay on task, and you read it aloud, and that will serve as a deterrent, right? For the student doing that kind of thing. And let's be clear, this football player is a student at OU as well. Okay? Although it is clear that Coach Gundy's intent had nothing to do with the words written on the paper or on on the iPad, the perceived impact of the word that was written by the student himself, because it came out of a mouth that didn't belong to the right color of person is enough to force his resignation. And I'm just going to, that is my belief that his resignation was forced. So, although he gives no indication of that in his statement, the fact that it was a week ago is circumstantial evidence to support my claim. But I want to get into also the overarching uh, incentives that will produce a situation like this. There are, since 2019, when Joseph Haraz took over as OU president, OU's interim president, his first goal, okay, was to embed diversity, equity, and inclusion into the university. It was the tip top of his goal. It was one of the, he said, it's absolutely, it's needed and we can't do without it because the implication was, is that the university itself was hopelessly racist and DEI was the cure. Now, DEI, I call them divisions. I call these offices and specifically the one at OU because it is the division of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I call them divisions of ideological enforcement. And I guarantee you, they were involved over the course of this last week in this situation. It's literally all they're there for. And what they did is they took, I can tell you exactly what they did. They took what happened. It was reported by whomever in the, in the, in the room. And they said, okay, Coach Gundy read this word aloud. So the very act of speaking it was harmful. And no matter his intent, no matter his intent, it was so harmful that he, he should not be involved in this program. And I guarantee you he was pressured to resign. 
You see these kinds of things happen at the beginning of every academic year. And what this is for is they find these issues as, as high profile as they can get to send a message throughout the campus and throughout the atmosphere of the university that you must obey the orthodoxy, the ideology of critical race theory, of, of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or there will be consequences. And if we can take out a long-time OU football coach and force him to resign, you as a student, nothing. You, not even an issue. You as a professor, not even an issue. This is what I mean when I talk about divisions of ideological enforcement. That's what this is. But I also want to talk about what's supporting it. So OU President Joe Haraz came out when he took over the university and immediately started embedding critical race theory, ideology, into the university bureaucratic systems, administrative bureaucracy, when uh, he took over because of the, the incidents that had happened leading up to his, his taking the job. And within that, he started, he started revamping Title IX. The reasons that were used for that were, were having to do with President Boren, which those two narratives that, that were an attack there made no sense at all. And this became the goal of the university beyond academic um, excellence, beyond any form of, of, of incremental change in a direction. They demanded wholesale, complete change quickly. And the main and one of the main issues here, and you saw later on, was that OU immediately started to send out ovations behind the scenes to change the the the, the sports conference they were in. They're in, and you saw immediately. Well, over the next year or so, a move to the SEC. Now, I've had people online challenge me, well, what does the SEC have to do with this? What does the football conference or the sports conference have to do with wokeism on campus at, at OU? And I'm going to tell you right now, it has everything to do with it. And I'm going to show you how. First of all, the SEC is the most lucrative conference, okay? When you have LSU and Alabama and other um, larger football teams that have won a majority of the national championships of the last few years, they're the ones that get the most press, the most money in, in endorsements and, and, and ad revenue. And so OU moving to the SEC has nothing to do with the football team. Well, not nothing, but it has less to do with the football team but what, and more to do with what the 
football team will earn for the university. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the university is trying to move away from reliance on tuition. And this is all in the overall environmental social governance incentives. Okay. When it says environmental, we're talking about the environment, but social is the social, the S in ESG is social justice. And I want to show you here the, 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 how the SEC is one of the main reasons you're seeing things like this happen with Coach Gundy. So the SEC pursuing racial, social equality in college sports. Now, what you'll see is the interchangeable use of the word equality and equity. You see equality and justice. But if you look right down here, the SEC Council on Race and Equity and Social Justice in Response. Okay. And what you must understand is that when I bring up the word or the acronym ESG for Environmental Social Governance, right, the S in that is social justice. And another word used to describe the ESG machine is stakeholders, right? Most often businesses have shareholders, right? They have people that are invested and demand a return. ESG has flipped that on its head and said stakeholders, and they usually do this in terms of social justice, explicitly in terms of identity. If Coach Gundy had been a Black American or a Black coach, and he read the word that shall not be named off of that iPad, right? If he read that, As a, as a black person, he would have not been forced to resign. That is a fact. And what that says is that you have a two-tiered system. So equity, even though they use the word equality and equity interchangeably, they are two di very different meanings here. Equity is the process of using discrimination on the front end to achieve equal outcomes on the back end, okay? But part of doing that, part of the discrimination is not just individual, okay? The discrimination is supposed to be social so that you induce a self-discrimination, right? What does that mean? It means that Self-censorship, if you can make an example out of one of the longest-serving OU football coaches, everyone else on campus will get the message, do not cross these moralistic lines that are in direct violation of free speech and in direct violation of common sense and context, right? They want to remove the context because your intent does not matter as much as the impact that your words may have. Now, I want to take that to uh, an issue that is more known to people, okay? 
We have first degree, second degree, and third degree murder in some states, right? All of those, all levels of those murder are, are resulting in the death or usually the intentional death of an individual, at least in terms of first degree and second degree murder, right? Okay, so first degree murder is all, the difference between first degree murder and second degree murder is intent. First degree murder is you plan it, you have a you have a, a a mode of operation that you set up with the intent of causing the death of an individual. Second degree murder can be a crime of passion. It can be, um, you know, somebody hurt your child, and in a fit of rage, you take that person's life. Right? That is. The And that can mean the difference between the death penalty in some states, life in prison without the possibility of parole, and life with prison with the possibility of parole. Right? What DEI demands in this mode of operation is the complete removal of taking intent into the equation at all. with the goal of getting a high-profile case like this one to force an atmospheric change on campus to say, you must abide, you must, you must limit your free speech, you must limit in the classroom. See, this is going to have a direct effect on the classroom, right? If you limit what people can read aloud or say aloud within context of academic study, right? Say you're reading Huckleberry Finn, right? And you're discussing it and you put a passage up of Huckleberry Finn on the screen and it has one of the forbidden words in it. The impact of whatever student is in, in, in the class they can claim offense and harm because now words are violence, right? Just seeing the word. They can claim that harm and get that teacher fired. We've seen it happen at OU. And by the way, it was uh, in the case of a Catholic associate dean of the, of the School of Law, that was Joseph Haraz who fired him from that position when he was the dean of, of the School of Law at OU. But all of this ties into the SEC in the ways that in order to get into that conference where the university is going to make more money so they don't have to rely upon tuition dollars and, most importantly, older donors to sustain the university who would not be happy about this. They need to be engaged and completely committed to DEI, CRT, social justice equity in this practice. You must understand that the SEC, look, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. So this is from the SEC. SEC pursuing racial social equity. This is 215 days ago. 
in college sports. Observance of Juneteenth. Okay, whatever. College Football Foundation extra yard for teachers. SEC student athlete participation. The SEC student athlete uh, or the Emerging Scholars Program. But here is the here is the issue: diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. The only reason DEI exists on campus is to force and enforce these systemic changes and to highlight these major issues with these major figures on campus to freeze free speech, to freeze the study of certain materials in the classroom in a contextual manner, and to force professors to to adopt this in their classroom practices, lest they lose their jobs. So to censor themselves before the university has to do it for you. This is innately anti-American. It is an attack on academic freedom. It is an attack on freedom of speech. It is compelled speech in many cases. And Coach Gundy is just the latest in a string of examples put out by OU to do this. And you you look back over the last three years, they've done this every year at the beginning of the year. There was once it was a it was a, a freshman on campus where they went back and looked at his Facebook and found that he had said something, you know, racist when he was like a sophomore in high school or, or used a racist word. And they ran that kid out on a rail. They destroyed his life to make an example of him. Students, this is what they were saying. They were saying, students, we can get you if we want you. Because guess what? You've all been online. You've all said stupid things, especially when you're kids. But guess what? We will make you pay for it later on. We will ruin your life. So do not cross the line. Do not say anything that deviates from this ideology on campus. This is why diversity, equity, and inclusion, OU's Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, is nothing more than a division of ideological enforcement. They are KGB officers. And I say that without any hyperbole. None. They will crucify you to make an example of you so everyone else will censor themselves so they don't have to. And the SEC and the money that comes behind it and your board of regents and your OU president are complicit and actually helping for it to happen. Because I guarantee you this, if Coach Gundy would have had the support of his president, if he would have had the support of his board of regents, Rick Nagel, Bob Ross, There's one more. The chair of the OU Board of Regents, your former governor, Frank Keating, if he would have their support, he would still be coaching right now. If he, if they would have dealt with this in a rational and contextual manner, he would still be in that position. Because him reading a word aloud that, again, let's just point this out. The student had just written himself. The student had just written it himself. 
And that's fine, but him reading the word that the student just wrote aloud because of the color of his skin is not okay. I'm not saying you should go around saying that word, but the context here matters. Have we lost our collective mind? And I'm telling you right now, the Republicans in this state are doing nothing about it. They're busy focusing on all the teachers that are being forced to do this by their administrators. And they're ignoring the problem because they're all making money off of it. They're all making money off of it. And they will come after me for putting out this video. You watch. They've threatened me before. But I, I don't care anymore. I'm done because there's so many people running around here claiming they have a fix for the problem and they're ignoring the, the root of the problem, which is the ESG-funded university system implanted there by Joseph Haraz and your OU Board of Regents. Nobody should go around saying racial epithets. But reading it off an iPad when a student had just wrote it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm angry. Because this is the death of freedom of speech. This is the death of academic freedom. This is the death of your university. There's not a single person that shouldn't boycott OU football over this. Because every ticket sale, every single ticket sale is supporting this ideology now. And anybody they disagree with, they will find a way to remove you. They will find a way to remove you. This is a, this is a travesty. This is a and again, I'm not defending the use of the word. So all the all the DEI woke whomever, or even the people on the right who just will defend OU football no matter what because of the money in it. I'm not defending the use of the word. You should not go around saying the word. I don't want to use the word. I'm not trying to get to where I can use the word. What I want is some damn common sense, people. Some common freaking sense. And the SEC is a prime driver of this. You saw the University of Missouri do the same thing in 2015. They had their critical turn in 2015, 2016, moving out of Michael Brown and, and, uh, and what happened in Missouri. Ask them how their football team is doing. Ask them how, how their bottom line is doing. It's probably doing better than anything else because they're getting all that money now and they don't rely on their donors anymore. Donors, I'm going to tell you right now, you have given up your influence over your university. The university you grew up in, you've given it up. And these are the people that are educating your students in the K through 12 classroom. 
it, it all starts there. You get the administration that implants DEI. DEI is taken up by the College of Education. The College of Education demands that this is infused, embedded into everything that is taught. And the, all of those teachers go out into all of your K-12 through schools, public and private alike, public and private alike, and embed this in everything they do. It's not a curriculum issue. It's not a materials issue. Those are just the manifestation. Going after just those things, going after just those things is like treating the symptoms to your cancer, but not treating the cancer. It will kill you eventually. Don't. We have to stop this, Oklahoma. We have to stop this, United States of America. You're on a rapidly closing window of opportunity to do it. This was a virtue signal to the SEC. This was a virtue signal and an attempt to close down all dissent against DEI on the campus. That's exactly what this was. It's time to get active. It's time to, to say something. If you don't, you're going to lose your football team. You're going to lose your college. And OU will not be what you know it to be. And I'm not talking about, OU was not a racist institution. I was there in 2011, 2012. I was there from 2017 until just recently. It was not a racist institution. It's not a racist institution. It's becoming a racist institution because it demands racial and identity discrimination on the front end against people who don't agree with the ideology. And white people or people, non-people of color or um, even, they're actually more harsh on people of color who don't agree with the ideology. Look at what they did to Larry Elder. Look at what they do to people like Charles Love or Wilford Riley or anybody who speaks out against this. If they're black, they treat them worse than white people who speak out against it. It's not having to do with race. This is about a political ideology. Wake up. Wake up. They demand discrimination on the front end to make the institution ideologically pure so they can use their S in their ESG to make money off of you through the SEC and a myriad of other things. And anyone, and I repeat, anyone who says that this problem can be fixed without going after OU and OSU and all the other woke colleges is feeding you a line of BS. BS. Got to do something about it, Oklahoma. Got to do something about it, America. They're using racism to try to defeat racism. Why? Because they've redefined the words. They're using racial discrimination in the old sense, racism, having uh, active discrimination against people in public areas, against speech and all of those kinds of things, to end racism as Ibram Kendi defines it, which is 
unequal outcomes between identity groups, politically determined identity groups, they, they, they've played a word trick on you. And Coach Gundy is just the most recent example. They put him out there and did this to say, well, we're at the beginning of the year. We got to make sure everybody is right in line. Don't you step on our ideology. You will be removed. We will find a reason. And we don't care about the context. We will create our own context. Joseph Haraz, Bob Ross, Frank Keating, Rick Nagel. I can go on. Governor Stitt. Get your eyes off the green and start looking at the minds of your students. Unless, what, what, what's your goal here? What is it? To teach kids how to think or to teach kids what to think? To teach your teachers to embed critical race theory into your K-12 schools? Public and private alike? Public and school choice alike? Or is it to teach them how to think so that they don't succumb to empathy manipulation and to thought manipulation? Do you want to control them or do you want to give them the ability to control themselves? Seems to me like it's the former, not the latter. Put your freaking actions where your mouth is. If you like what the analysis I'm giving you here, please like and subscribe. But I, I just I can't go on with this because I'm just getting too upset. This is ridiculous. It's time to stand up, boomer sooners. You gotta do it. Like, subscribe, share this around. They need to hear this because your move to the SEC isn't what you think it is. It's just not. It's just not. Thanks, guys.